Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Jones. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. I'm just going to give you a little sneak preview of a podcast that I'm really excited to bring you next week. I was joined the other day by Martin Afire. Now, if you're a little bit younger and you don't know who Martin Afire is, nicknamed Chariots, he was uh, he was one of the best English players we've ever seen. He came out to Australia a couple of times. He had a few stint. He had a stint with the Roosters. He had a stint with the St. George Illawarra Dragons. But he also came to Australia a lot when he was touring with the Great Britain Lions and. Martin Afire is one of the most unbelievable stories and footballers you will ever hear of. Martin Afire, he scored more than 500 tries in England. Simply incredible. Um, the, the records that he has, they defy belief. I mean, there's one game, you know, a first-grade game where he scores 10 tries. 10 tries in one game. Simply unbelievable. And this isn't a guy playing in the 30s and the 40s. He was playing in the 90s. Yeah, he was... When the Kangaroos went on the 1990 Kangaroo Tour to England, they were coming up against Martin Afire. He stayed in that team for a long time. He scored numerous tries, and some of the stuff he did in England simply defies belief. In his first ever season, he scored 42 tries. 42 tries in his debut season on the wing for Widness. He won the Man of Steel Award that year, the equivalent of the Dally M medal. Now, I'm going to bring you the entire interview next week, Tuesday, 6 a.m., put it in your diary. But here's just a little clip, and this clip is talking about the year before he made his debut. He goes to St. Helens. He tries to earn a contract there, one of the biggest clubs in England. They turn him away, and they publicly refer to him as an uncoordinated clown. A year later, he's playing for Widness. He sets the record for most tries in a st- season, and he wins the Man of Steel. 42 tries in his debut season. This is an incredible bloke with an incredible story. Stay tuned next week. The full interview's coming. Let's have a listen to this little clip. And this man, Martin Afire, the world's most lethal try scorer, the whole length of the field. 
And obviously, you know, you'd have plenty of raps to come over the next few years, but I want to ask you about one quote I found from uh, someone at St. Helens referred to you as an uncoordinated clown. <laughs> now, I've been called a few good things in my lifetime, but that's one hell of a sledge, mate. Yeah, um, apparently, um, before I, you know, as I say, I was starting to make waves in, in Union after I came back from playing in Hong Kong and, and playing for the Bar Bars. It was a big thing back then to be, you know, it was like the next big thing. I remember scoring a hat-trick in the game against Cardiff for the Bar Bars, playing outside Will Carlin, the future England captain, and Nigel Starmer-Smith, uh, the commentator, saying, you know, you know, when this guy gets in an England shirt, he is going to do amazing things. And that was the catalyst, I think, then for a lot of rugby league clubs to come look at me. And Ray French, the famous uh, rugby league commentator, tells a story about um, some um, ex-pupils of his who were playing for Waterloo and played against me. And I remember scoring a try against Waterloo where I literally, I think I ran across my own try line and then just turned left and scored, <laughs> ran the whole length of the field and scored, and scored a try. And um, yeah, so these guys came back raving about me. So he apparently went and told being an ex-St. Helens uh, player, he went and told the St. Helens board about me. Apparently they sent somebody down to watch me in my next game. And obviously I didn't impress them too much because the talk was that I was an uncoordinated clown or something. And uh, so apparently he went to Dougie Lawton, Dougie Lawton came back to watch me. And I must have had a bit of a better game because uh, he, um, um, you know, uh, made a point to come and sign me. And, um, 12 months later, the uncoordinated clown, he scores 42 tries in his debut season. That defies belief. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I didn't score for the first three games. I think the longest in my whole career, I think, uh, and that's rugby union and rugby league, is, is three games. That's the longest I've ever gone without scoring a try. And, uh, you know, there's not many people who are going to, you know, score, play, should I say, over 400 games, play 15 years and score more tries than, than the games they played in, you know, and, um, you know, that record stood with me with the uh, Union, playing sevens, playing sevens in in, in Sydney, um, uh, playing in the NRL, um, or the Winfield Cup as it was back then. Um, yeah, so I, I had a pretty, I had a pretty good, good strike rate and, um, yeah, I just felt like I had the cheat code. I learned from, but I, you know, I used to watch people like Campese. I used to see that his hitch kick that he used to do because Campese wasn't the quickest rugby league player. But he, you know, he had this like little sharp thing. So I took things from him. I took things from uh, Ellery Hanley and Sean Edwards. You know, I learned how to become uh, a support player. I used to always just think to myself, I can do what you can do. You can't do what I can do. And, you know, that's why. And I always just think to myself, you know, if I always used to look at wingers who played on the left wing, I'm thinking, if you only score tries down the left wing, um, you know, you can only score a certain amount of tries. You can't score, you know, you've got to be everywhere to score all those tries. And so I just thought, I, as I say, I just felt like I had the cheat code. I just felt like I had it. And I just had this desire, burning desire to score tries. I loved it. You know, I, I got great joy out of it with a scoring against the Kiwis, scoring against the, the uh, Kangaroos, you know, scoring against club teams. I just, I just loved it. I used to get excited about scoring tries in training. People who say to me, you know, like we're playing, you know, touch and pass and trading, and you've scored a hat trick. I always think to myself, you know, if you can't score a hat trick in, uh, you know, unopposed or, or or trading, how are you going to score a hat trick in a game? So that that was just just loved it, and and also people said I couldn't play. You know, that was another motivator. I think stemming from my childhood, that everyone always used to say that my brother was, you know, a better rugby player than me. Everyone always used to say, even to this day, I hear people say, you know, that my he's, he's only fast. He could only run, he can't play. So I, I've always had that knock against me and I've always had to prove myself. Even when I went to, to Sydney the first time, you know, 
Um, they said I couldn't play. And I remember coming back and I think I, I was the man of the series in 1992, Nissan World 7s. I think I scored four tries against the Broncos. And uh, I think it was, you know, Daryl Lee's there, one of the commentators said, oh, you know, this guy, he can play a bit now. You know what I mean? It's, just so, it's like I had to do so much just to prove, I had to do things that were just unheard of just for people to say I was all right. You know, I don't know whether that came from being black or being, you know, just from my parents, you know, like, you know, I was the run of the litter. I was the only one in my family, who, the whole family who hasn't got a degree. You know, I was always, it was always, you know, I dyslexia. It was, I was always the case growing up, what I'm going to do with Martin. You know, I was always like the one to, um, um, you know, think of was least likely to to succeed. And, you know, even now when they all rib me and say, you haven't got, you know, you haven't got a proper degree because I've only got an honour degree from uh, John Moore's university. I would say, yeah, I might not have a degree, but I've only, I'm the only one who's got an MBE so that's, and a statue. So I think I'll take an MBE and a statue over, over a degree. <laughs>